Medical billing in the dental practice is uh, so advantageous for um, higher case acceptance, increased revenue, so many advantages to medical billing in the dental practice. The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. I am so happy to have with us our guest today. Um, Daniel Brown. Daniel Brown is an expert in medical billing, has been in the industry for quite some time. So uh, with no further ado, uh, Danielle, say hello to everyone. Hi. So, so glad to, that you took the time to be here. Um, I really appreciate it. We're recording on a, on a Friday morning um, towards the end of uh, January. Um, Danielle, tell us real quickly, how'd you get involved in dentistry? How'd you get into this business? Well, I, I wanted to be a marine biologist, but not a whole lot of opportunities in the cornfields of Indiana for that. So <laughs> my mom asked, well, what else lights you up? And I, I thought about it and I thought, you know, when I had, uh, I was so shy as a kid um, and I hated my smile, very embarrassed. I would um, walk around with my head down because I didn't want to look anyone in the eye because I didn't like my smile. And then I got braces. Mm. And when I got those braces off, totally changed my life. I was, you know, walking around school with my head up and, <laughs> you know, it just completely changes your confidence, your personality. Smiles are so important. Um, so I've been in love with dentistry ever since. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's changing a person's smile is uh, really something I'm passionate about. Yeah. And, you know, I get it. I actually have braces on right now. Um, I think most people can help. <laughs> Um, 48 years old with braces, it's kind of fun, but no, absolutely. Um, you know, changing your smile is, is huge. And for those that are focused on that, um, in the industry, whether it's, um, an OMS or whether it's an implants or any type of cosmetic work, um, good for you. I mean, you're literally changing lives. Um, I know what that feeling is like when you're a kid and your teeth are all jacked up for lack of better words and <laughs> what that feels like. So, um, Let's kind of jump into um, the topic of the day. So you've been in the industry for quite some time. You talk yeah. to dentists. I know you work in a practice, but you also talk to dentists all over the country. Yeah. Um, you have, um, you are an expert in billing and specifically um, medical billing for insurance practices. So what are the, some of the common issues that practices call you about that they're, that they're having that they need help with? <clears throat> um, you know, my goal really is to kind of help bridge that gap. In dentistry, we are not taught medical codes. Um, you know, we, we're taught dental codes. We don't have the correct software. Um, they're just, it's really difficult for practices um, to get on board with billing for uh, medical services. Our mindset is very different. Um, so, you know, when I uh, talk with practices, I just try to talk to them about that mindset. Um, medical insurance covers the entire body. Dental insurance is a supplement to that. You know, we in the dental industry need to realize we are actually a sub, we are a, um, a subset of the medical specialties. We're part of that specialty practice. So whether, you know, it's an endocrinologist or a cardiologist, dentists are a part of that. And we have to realize that, um, you know, we have to change our language a little bit. Um, 
the, uh, and just, you know, use the, a different type of language that, you know, we're treating the entire body. You know, we're not talking about, you know, cleanings and fillings and, and sure. there's dental insurance for a purpose, but medical insurance covers medically necessary systemic issues. What percentage of practices do you think are taking advantage of medical insurance the way that they, they could be? small. Yeah. And what, why Very do you think... Small. What do you think that is? And yeah, I think I, I, I know that's that's the, the case. Why do you think that is? Though? Why do you think so few jump into this and, and really make this a part of their revenue stream? Dealing with insurance companies is hard. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it's insurance companies job to keep their money. <laughs> sure. They make it very difficult. Um, and the dental practices already know um, how much time and energy that's going to take because they would literally they literally have to switch everything over. Like I said, we don't know medical codes. We don't know medical billing and dentistry. We only know our ADA codes. We don't know the ICD-10 codes. Um, you know, we don't know the diagnosis codes. We're not taught that. Right. Um, it's uh, The software doesn't work. You need completely mm -hmm. different software in order to bill it. So there are a lot of hurdles to jump over. And I think that that starts with mindset and, yeah. um, and empowering the patients. So another thing that I do is, um, you know, even though I help the offices um, understand medical billing, I also act as a patient advocate. So I think that if we get that conversation started with the patients advocating for themselves, so if a, if a dental practice doesn't uh, bill medical insurance and we're all out of network, none of the dental practices are in network with medical insurance at this time. Sure. Um, so, but the patient can request reimbursement for medically necessary dental treatment. So, you know, I can come alongside the patient, you know, my smile can come alongside the patients and, and we're patient advocates for them. We help them gather the information that they need. We help them reach out to their primary care physicians and kind of bridge that gap between the primary care physician, the dentist, help them gather the information and then show them or you know we help them with the submission to the uh, medical insurance carrier as well so i think if more patients are advocating for themselves with help because yeah. it's very difficult <laughs> right um, more practices are going to see hey this is possible we can really increase case acceptance we can help more people get the treatment that they need um you know the, the dentist is they get the fun job, you know, they're the ones that get to talk about the transformation and the smile and, you know, they get to actually physically do that transformation. Where as a treatment coordinator, I am the one that gets to sit in the office with them and, you know, explain treatment, educate them on options. I'm the one that tells them typically, um, you know, your teeth are failing, we're going to have to remove them and it's gonna cost $60,000. Right. Cash check so or uh, second mortgage on your house. Right, right. That's my job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> lots to unpack here. So, first of all, you mentioned the out of network thing. Of course, they're out of network, but yeah. that can actually benefit the practice, right? If you're out of mm -hmm. network, that means you have no pre-negotiated fees with that insurance company, correct? Correct. So you, it almost opens a door for you to tell the insurance company how much they have to pay, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So yes. big thing, I don't think people realize that, that an out of network billing um, in the medical industry, they have to kind of pay you what you want to pay. In fact, and this is, you probably know this, but there's surgical centers out there that'll triple and quadruple 
what a typical fee would be for an in-network billing to an insurance company and then threaten to sue them if they don't pay it. Typically, yeah. those insurance companies will end up paying it. So the, the, the fees can be significantly higher than what would be in-network to start with, or maybe even what your flat rate pricing is, your cash pay pricing. So, um, and obviously there's legalities there that I'm not gonna, that people right. need to look into, of course. <laughs> but, um, but let me ask you this, the hack. So there has to be a hack. So, Always. you know, it seems like one option is for a dentist to hire someone in office who's an expert in this area and that does nothing but work with these insurance companies. And then they have the risk of turnover, that person leaves or, you know, now all of a sudden you have all these cases that you're expecting payment on, the payment never comes in, you have to hire someone else, and it's a nightmare. And I think that's probably a big reason why people don't get into it. But there has to be a hack, right? There has to be a way to go around that and simplify this in your office, whether through outsourcing or working with a specialty company or what have you. What's the hack? What's the trick? What's the secret? Uh, well, you, you're right. There's a lot of, um, you know, groups that will come in and, and train a dental office. They've got the software, you know, you can outsource it. That's a, that's a great option. Um, the angle that I'm coming in at right now is empowering the patient to mm. advocate for themselves to get that reimbursement. Yeah. So it's Talk pretty, it's, it's very rewarding. <laughs> I, I know you touched on that, but how do you go about, how do you go about doing that? Um, if the practice isn't quite ready to take the jump into medical billing, getting that training, changing over software, um, they can start off with just saying, hey, we're an out-of-network provider. We can't submit medical for you, but here's someone that maybe can help you. Right. And then we can come alongside them as an advocate. Um, you know, patients can log on to, you know, if you have Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield or... Um, you know, whatever your insurance is, you have a portal to your own uh, insurance benefits. Um, so you can go to that portal and in there, there are forms that you can download to say, I'm requesting reimbursement for my medically necessary dental treatment. I have yeah. diabetes, I have periodontal disease. You know, we tell them what they need to gather in order to send that to their insurance company. Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, pretty much every case that I've sent in so far, it gets denied the first time. Right. Um, because the insurance companies aren't going to think that uh, a patient is going to have the knowledge, uh, the energy um, to really go back and fight with them. But right. then we can come alongside them and say, okay, here's an appeal. Here's the information that we need. Kind of help them gather that information. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that way... Um, you know, the offices are still involved. The offices are still, you know, the, the primary care physician, the dental practice, they're still helping us gather that information and the patient's involved. So to me, that's really helping to bridge that gap between the medical community and the dental community and really proving how important our dental health is to our overall health. Sure. And that's really the conversation that we have to get through our heads that these are connected and we have to start working together on those things. Yeah, Danielle, usually we don't, um, we ask our guests not to um, promote their own businesses. Um, but in this case, because your model is so unique, I actually want you to promote it. So tell us kind of more like a step-by-step -step mo uh, business model that you have. So um, I know you touched on it a little bit, but kind of step one, step two, step three, step four, how do you work with dental practices? Um, so the, 
the treatment quarters typically in the you know consultation room with their patients, educating them on their options. Um, if the patient just says, uh, so as we're going through our options, we often talk about, you know, good, better, best. What's the, you know, what are the pros and cons of these treatments that I have available to me? And, you know, when we're talking about uh, full mouth reconstruction, um, we're talking about, you know, dentures or implants. Um, it, it never really made sense to me. And I know I'm kind of going off topic here, um, but it never made sense to me that um, you can get a knee replacement or a hip replacement or any other body part replaced. But when you go to the dentist, you know, we, we have, we don't have that support in the right. dental community. Right. Um, in my opinion, <laughs> the dentist saying to you, okay, we can give you a denture is along the same lines of your, um, you know, your orthopedic doctor a, telling you, hey, we can fix that knee. Here's a walker. <laughs> right. Here's a, here's a brace. Or a walker. Yeah. It's, it literally is. You know, You're right. It 100% is. It's, it's a, it literally is a logical comparison. I agree with it completely. Yeah. So that's why I'm yeah. so passionate about this. Um, but step by step, like I say, the treatment coordinator is talking with the patient, giving them their options. Um, if we can show medical necessity, um, the being that the office is going to be out of network, the patient still has to understand, number one, if there's never a guarantee of reimbursement ever, you know, yeah, even right. in the medical community, right. um, you get that pre-authorization. There's always that risk. But, you know, we can get pre-authorization, we can talk to the insurance company, find out if this uh, is something that could be covered. Um, Medicare, Medicaid, those are still, you know, uh, we're not going to get coverage in those areas yet. Right. Um, but if you have private insurance and you have uh, an underlying medical condition like diabetes, like high blood pressure, um, heart disease, uh, periodontal disease, I mean, there's so many uh any kind of type of cancer treatments, um, any type of autoimmune disorder, all of those things um, can potentially lead to uh, showing medical necessity. So yeah. the treatment coordinator says, okay, we're going to figure out what plan to put together for you. Um, we don't submit medical insurance, but here's someone that can help you with that. Sure. So we can do um, prior authorizations. We can do pretreatment estimates. We can kind of help them get a grasp on how in the world am I going to pay, you know, thirty, sixty thousand dollars for my dental treatment? Right. Why do we have to trade dental stress for financial stress? Sure. Um, so they can go to the website, put their information in. Um, the link, uh, the patient portal, is completely HIPAA secure. You know, obviously our patients' uh, private health information is so important that we keep that private. So every all of the communication is done through the patient portal. Um, and we can, like I said, we help them, help guide them to gather the documentation they need um, to submit that claim to their medical insurance, and then the patient gets reimbursed directly. Awesome. So last question I've got for you is a pretty simple one. What's the best way to get in touch with you? If someone wants to ask you more questions, thinks you might be a good fit to help them out, what's the best way for them to, to contact you? Uh, go to the website. Which is? MySmileInsured.com. Yep, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so if, it's great if doctor offices will refer. Um, it, you know, so if you if the doctor's offices have questions, um, you know, I can send out brochures, go to the website, check it out. Um, the best referral source is obviously that doctor that says, you know, we can't do this for you, but here's someone that can help. 
that gives them sure. hope right away. Um, right. We need to get more patients accepting really good dental treatment, not uh, you know sacrificing their health. Um, sure. So go to the website, check it out. Um, it's mysmileinsure.com. Call or text. Uh, the yep. number is 312-487-1161. Yep. Awesome. Daniel, thanks so much for coming on, Daniel Brown. We're, we're glad to have you here. Um, look forward to having you back on soon. Thank you, Patrick.